Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to encourage you to check out our other Time of Grace podcasts, like this one, The Non-Microwave Truth by C.L. Whiteside. C.L. just has an amazing way to bring fresh perspective to some of my favorite passages from the Bible. You can search for The Non-Microwave Truth wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And now on to today's episode. You might know what a Ouija board is. Uh, a Ouija board looks just like a, a board game. It's in a sense basically just what it is, but it's a, it's, it's a board game that on the board, it has all the different letters of the alphabet. It has the word yes, it has the word no, different tools you could use to answer very basic questions. And the way the game is supposed to go is that those who are playing the game, they're supposed to ask questions of the board and it's supposed to give them the answers. And the way this happens, supposedly, is that there's another piece to the Ouija board. It's usually a triangle. And there are places on the triangle where each person can put their hands on the edge of it. And then in the middle of the triangle, there's a glass circle. And you ask the board a question, and it's supposed to magically take you to the place on the board that will answer, that will answer the question. So I have, a, I have a very close friend who many years ago, when he was in elementary school, was invited over to a slumber party with, um, with a bunch of people at a house. And at one point, they brought out a Ouija board. And they said, hey, let's, let's, let's play with this. And, and my friend had been warned about a Ouija board. Like, this isn't good. Like, it's, it's been connected with demonic activity, and it's, just, it's not a wise thing to use. But, but he didn't speak up. He didn't want to be, in the moment, the only person saying, let's not do this. Everybody else seemed pretty excited about it. And he thought, you know, what's, what's the harm? So they started, they started asking the board just random questions. And uh, there were simple types of questions. Um, I don't know what they were, but I only know that at some point they started to get a little more serious in their questions. And one of the questions they eventually asked, knowing that the Ouija board is supposedly connected with demonic activity. And sometimes they kind of sarcastically asked the board, is there a demon here with us today? And their fingers were on the triangle and it was on one side of the board. And as soon as they asked, is there a demon here with us today? It went straight to yes. And that got their attention. So then they pulled back, but they didn't stop. They, they asked another question. They said, is the demon who is here with us today um, the type of demon that can possess a person? <laughs> yes. And they still didn't stop. They asked one more question. No, two more questions, sorry. They said, is there, no, just one more question. They asked, is there anybody here that you are not able to possess? And then it started on one letter and then quickly took them to another letter and then another letter and then another letter and another letter. And it spelled out the name of my friend. And then they put the game away. And they didn't want anything more to do with it. And they were pretty freaked out. And my friend, whose name is not a simple name to spell, <laughs> realized something about demons. They know our names. They know our names. We're told, um, 
we're not, you know, we're not, we're not told how Mary Magdalene in the Bible ended up being possessed by seven, seven demons. We are told in the Bible that often it happens that somebody opens the door, that they are, they're careless or they're playing around with something that they shouldn't be, and, and then demon takes the opportunity and just, and just, and just runs, runs with it. We don't know if that was the case for Mary Magdalene. We only know that she was possessed by seven demons. And we also know that Jesus set her free from all of them. And so she became his disciple. She was so grateful to have been set free from these demons that had such powerful control over her. She wanted to follow this man, and she did. She was there for him day after day after day. And so when she saw her Savior hanging on a cross, dead, and then taken down from the cross and buried, she was crushed. And I wonder, the Bible doesn't tell us this, but I wonder, just looking at Mary's response as she was outside his tomb on Easter morning, I wonder if the demons started to try to make their home inside of her again. Because the Bible also talks about that, is that if demons are expelled once, they will try, they will try to come back to a place that was once very familiar and once very comfortable for them. And we don't know if that's the case. The Bible doesn't give any indication, but we do know as Mary was outside Jesus' tomb after the tomb had been opened and Jesus wasn't in there. She, she was so blinded by something that she couldn't even see Jesus standing right in front of her. Jesus himself alive. A face that she had seen so many times was standing there right in front of her and, and she couldn't even see him. But then she could. And do you know what the difference was? Do you remember what Jesus said? It opened her eyes and brought her joy back again. Just one word. Mary. And that was it. He knew her name too. Just like he knows yours. In the book of Isaiah, it says this. It says, but now this is what the Lord says, he who created you, he who formed you, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. God knows your name too. And he redeemed you. And you know what that word means? It means he paid a big price for you. And if he paid a big price for you, He's never going to let you go. Not for any reason.